T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Man, this is the last hour I have to rock. KM to AM. That means Keith McPherson to morning time. You know, by now, I hope. <laughs> Call me up, 877-337-6666. Uh, I've cleared a lot of things from my notes, but something I did want to touch on was these uh, NFL report cards. I think it's hilarious that uh, it came out that the Cardinals were the only NFL team that charged their players for meals they ate at the facility during the offseason. And they got an F for their food quality. So not only are they charging players to eat there, the food's no good. So most of the time, these guys are probably eating there out of, like, default. Like, all right, I got to eat something. I just worked out. Or, okay, I'm about to watch some more film. And, uh, you know, we got to watch film for two hours. I'm not going to get a chance to eat, so we'll eat. But, like, charging your players is ridiculous. So the Cardinals got an F for that. And then I started thinking, I'm like, they just hosted the Super Bowl. And they got an F for that field that they had. Uh, the playing surface was terrible. And then you had um, the Jets. Come in at, where were the Jets? The Jets were right, like, kind of in the middle. They were a 19th ranked team. And then as I'm looking at this chart with the NFL, like, report cards on everything, the Jets got no A's, but they had a few B's, B-minuses, C-pluses. Let's see where they got the C-minus at. The C-minus came on nutrition. Um, the C-plus came <laughs> treatment of families. Like, that stuff matters. How your family is, is treated at the facility and at the stadium. And they also got a C-plus C for their training room. And you think Aaron Rodgers is dying to come here? Let's see what the Green Bay Packers got. I mean, the Giants were ranked eighth overall in the NFL. That's pretty good. That's saying a lot that the Giants facilities and everything else was ranked eighth. The Giants got B-pluses all the way through. One A-plus. Where'd they get an A-plus? The Giants got an A-plus on their training staff. That's huge. That's big. It's football. You you spend a lot of time in that training room with the training staff. Let's see where the Green Bay Packers came in. The Green Bay Packers. Doo-dee-doo-dee-doo. High marks. Well, the Green Bay Packers don't have an owner. They're, like, owned by the community out there. They've got all A's. Lowest mark they have is a B-minus. And the B-minus came in their training room. Still better than the Jets' training room. <laughs> but, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, is, Aaron Rodgers is dying to come out of his darkness and isolation. He cannot wait to be the savior of the New York Jets. We, we talked about this guy so much over the last 
month. He better be a Jet, right? The the Raiders are out on him. He better be a Jet. No, this guy might he might very well just go back to being the Packers quarterback. You can't really think that these guys want to go with Jordan Love. The reason that they have to go with Jordan Love is because they drafted him before Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts almost won an MVP and a Super Bowl. They traded up to get Jordan Love. Fools. All that did was piss Aaron Rodgers off, so he goes and wins two MVPs. But yeah, that saga continues. We're getting closer. It is March 2nd, and uh, I think the new league year is on the 15th, right? So right now we're in the window of the combine. The combine window is February 28th to March 6th. The pro days begin March 7th through 31st. And then, you know, legal tampering period is March 13th to 15th. New league year officially begins March 15th. We'll get there. We'll have some more answers, some more, you know, definitive answers on some of these things with Rodgers and Carr. And I, I expect to also know more about the Giants and their contract situations with Saquon Barkley and, and Daniel Jones. I just think that those guys aren't dumb. They obviously want their money, but they know that this team needs help. They know that they need to have, you know, some some money to improve the team. So they're not going to try and bankrupt the team, but they're going to drive a hard bargain. It's business. These guys have worked their whole lives for this payday. They have families, and uh, I think that they're going to figure out how to meet in the middle, but it's negotiations, you know. They got to literally meet in the middle, and they're they're getting closer. They're getting closer. 877-337-6666. So uh, this is my last, like, 40 minutes or whatnot. I appreciate you guys, man. Five-hour KM to AMs. I was, I was talking to Steve Summers earlier today. Uh, you know, sometimes I just call Steve and talk to Steve and uh, shout out to Steve if he's listening. But, uh, you know, he complimented me on how I've been handling the five hour shows. And I just it just blows my mind to be able to talk to Steve Summers and call him. And, man, he gives it up to me. And I'm like, man, when when I when I started, <laughs> it was daunting. And, you know, I was looking at you like, how did you always do it? And um, we're going to we're going to try and get Steve on. Uh, not this week or next week. Um, shout out to Steve. He and his wife, they're going away again. Steve is, is living the life. I don't know if he wants me to share where he's going, but he's going somewhere nice. And, uh, yeah, I reached out to him today, and he complimented me on, you know, my delivery and a bunch of things. And I'm just like, you know, he, he's so gracious. That's the term I use for Steve Summers. I love that guy, man. I, I, I just, like, it's a wild reality for me to be able to call up his landline Hello. And uh <laughs> hey Steve, it's Keith McPherson. And then we chat for a couple minutes about different things. And you know, I shared with him uh that I have my kid on the way and you know, he was awesome with that type of stuff. And uh, I look forward to bringing him back on. When I had the run of five in a row, five hour shows, I wanted to get Steve on then, but uh then I ended up, you know, not having a show. Then he moved me to Maggie's show and then Carton Roberts, and now I'm on tonight with no guests. Which I was like, all right, I'll knock this one out, no guess. But next week, I think I have Monday and Wednesday or Monday and Tuesday open shows like this. 11-11, one's on the clock. Radio's delayed. That never works. I've always been a 11-11, one's on the clock. Like, make a wish and then go get it type of guy. I tell people all the time I'm a combination of wishes come true on 11-11. But uh, it's 11-11 on my watch. And then by the time you hear this on the radio, it's like 11-13. <laughs> So, yeah, Monday and uh, Wednesday, five-hour shows. And then I'm on tomorrow after the Nets game, and then next week I'm on uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday late after the Nets game till 2 a.m. Let's get back to the phones and see what you guys are talking about. 
Let's go to Joe. Uh, yeah, well, I was about to go to Josh, but let's go to Jordan and Chappaqua or Chappaqua. Chappaqua. Chappaqua, because yeah, I right. said you'd be first up. Sorry to keep you waiting. Uh, no problem, Keith. Um, you know, you just mentioned Steve Summers. I, I think that guy is just a genuinely just really good human being. One and, of uh, one. Like, they don't, I, they don't make I, him like Steve anymore. <laughs> yeah, I have to tell you, you know, I used to, you know, after a long day at work, you know, drive home and listen to Steve and just his humor was was excellent and kind of, you know, just winds you down at the end of the day. And I will tell you that after hearing, um, you know, what he his feelings about Kyrie Irving a few weeks ago, uh, you know, on your show, and that was definitely great live radio. Yeah, when we, Kyrie, we talked about the Nets and, and the Knicks over the phone today. I'm like, I wish he could be on tonight. Hopefully he's still got some of that same energy in like a week or two when I bring him back on. For sure, and, and I appreciate the way you incorporate him into your show now. I think that's a, that's a, it's a great way to kind of uh, get yourself uh, into the, the, the ears of maybe some of his fans and, and good for you. Yeah, um, I'm no fool. Also, I, 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 know, I know the imprint. That's what I told him. I'm like, Steve, the imprint that you left on WFAN is forever. I said, when I have you on, it's like the Steve Summers bat signal is in the air. You know, people come out of nowhere to call in and and listen. And you know, he's he thanks me, and I'm I. It's just back and forth. We just have a lot of respect for each other, for sure. And I and I also, you know, appreciate. I'm I'm 40 years old, so I'm in your you know your age uh, range. Uh, what was that far side that that you had that beat that coming into the uh, show? What, what was that from the commercial break? Pete Rock and uh, oh yeah, CL Smooth. Yeah, and CL Smooth. Nice. I reminisce, yeah. I reminisce, yep. Exactly, yep, yep. And and I'll tell you, you know, you're talking, and, I, and I'm sorry, I'll go, I'll go to the shift in, in a minute, the, what I wanted to say about the shift, but I will tell you that you're right about ESPN. The problem with ESPN is two, two problems with them. One, they got way too political. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to go to ESPN for politics, and I'm not even going any further on that. And two, they got cheap. They, they didn't want to pay their people. And unfortunately, they just have all young folks. And, and I don't mean to say, hey, you know, a young person, a young professional, you know, shouldn't get their shot. Certainly they should. But they're just not as good as the, the talent that when we were growing up that still is, you know, able to deliver. Um, you know, I know they brought back like Keith, Bur- uh, was it a Berman and a few other folks, but they, they got rid of some of their talent too soon because they were cutting costs. And I think that cost them. Um, what I want, oh, one other quick thing. Sorry. Congratulations on your, your baby boy. Thank you. Um, I, uh, like I said, I'm 40 years old. My wife and I just had our first baby boy four weeks ago. Great. Congrats to you as well. Thank you. And I'll tell you, you're going to be putting in a lot of work. Um, today was my first day that I actually had to take a conference call from home. I had to work from home today. And I'm hitting the mute button because he's crying and then turning it back on. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's all worth it. Um, quite honestly, the reason why I bought the house that I live in, I'm in from Chapqua, as you mentioned, is because there's a little backyard to, to throw the baseball around. And I'm going to segue into the shift. Now, the thing that really upsets me about the shift, and I'm so glad that they're getting rid of it, is, you know, when somebody hits a hard hit ball, right? And it's caught in the shift because the second baseman's in right field or the shortstop's in right field in some random place. That that really just really upsets me. It, but on the other hand, if you hit a hard-hit ball, 
and someone makes a great play on it, that's actually, you know, just an enjoyable play to watch. Yeah. But when some guy's just sitting there in the middle of the – between the, the, the infield and the outfield – to me, that, that I get no joy out of that. Yeah. So I can't wait and for the shift. To Jordan, come. you know what it is? It's the camera, right? It's like it's almost like all right. The camera is is focused on the batter and the catcher. You see the swing, and you're like, oh. And then as soon as you know the next camera shot goes to the field, and there's a guy camped out there. It's like ah, oh. like yeah. It's just no. There's no fun in that. There's no. There's no joy in that. I'd rather see some guy. You know, I don't know, this might be dating you a little bit, but like a guy like, was it Sean Dunstan that used to play for, for like the, the Chicago Cubs, he used to make ridiculous plays at shortstop. Or even a guy like Altuve, let that guy make a jump and catch or whatever it is and dive and catch the ball and steal and rob someone rather than like some analytical guy placing someone in the, the middle of the outfield. I mean, that that's why there's, in other sports, there's, you know, legal formation and things like that. So I'm so glad that that's out of the game. Um, and then, you know, I haven't watched the shot clock. I don't know what, what's going on. Haven't quite honestly watched anything because of the baby. I do read up on the Knicks, and that's cool and everything. But um, I haven't watched the shot clock. But one of your callers mentioned stolen bases. I can't wait for stolen bases to be back in the game. I'm assuming that the runners might be able to see what the pitch clock, where it's at, and it's kind of like a defensive lineman that tries to sack the quarterback where they can kind of just go when it's on like one or zero, but I'm not sure. Can the players see the shot clock? And also how, how do the umpires govern it? Is the guy at home plate looking at the shot clock when he should be looking at the pitch coming in? So maybe you could give me, you know, shed a little light on it. I think we'll all be able to see the pitch clock in the ballpark. I think there's going to be a visible clock in the ballpark. I think there's, there's already one in Yankee stadium. I had a caller say there's one in Yankee stadium and I, and I feel like I've seen a clock in Yankee stadium, but it's just, wasn't used for that. I think we're all going to be able to see it live there. But what I don't want to see it is in the game. Like, watching on TV, I don't need it. We know it's there, um, and it'll be enforced. I think it's going to keep these umps on their toes as well. And I just, I don't know, I'm fine with it. So far from what I've seen in spring training, it's varied. Like, we've seen the big uh, clock that's, like, in the backstop. We've seen the score bug have a clock on it we've seen it be flashed when it was just like seven seconds and we've seen them not have it at all i think they're experimenting trying to figure out you know each broadcast each channel what's best for them um, but i expect to see some type of clock in yankee stadium in city field that if you're watching a game there you can you can see when it's when it's you know 15 seconds when it's 20 seconds all the way down to potentially zero if they ever get there gotcha all right keith well i'll tell you that Baby eight, wife eight, it's 11 o'clock. I had my pasta, two glasses of wine, and gave me a little edge to give you a call. So is, is it all quiet time. on the home front? Baby's sleeping, wife is sleeping, you're good? Yeah, I got the monitor, I'm all good. <laughs> and uh, that's all, man. So good job. Uh, keep it up. You're doing a good job. Jordan, thank you for the call. And, uh, man, I mean, I don't know. I, I plan on still doing my tell me something cool segment with John and Susan while I'm out. I think we are going to bring back BXB Bronx baseball podcast. So I'll, I'll be able to like stay in the loop on the Yankees and probably hit that podcast once a week, twice a week. I probably want it twice a week. I, I'd like to, I'd like to have podcasts like for baseball, at least after each series. Talking Nets will probably continue, but I expect the Nets to be out in the first round, so it's not like it's going to be a long stretch. Like, the Nets could be out 
very quickly. And then uh, I don't know if we're going to be doing off-season podcasts there. But, yeah, man, what a what a journey this is going to be for me. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, though. I don't, I don't want to be the type of husband or father that is so consumed with work that I'm not being a father. I'm not being a husband. I'm not being helpful. I'm not you know, locked in on that. I know my son's going to need me. My wife's going to need me, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't have some fears about my career, about my job status, about, you know, whatever is to come. Um, I'm motivated more than ever. And uh, I'm excited for the, the journey. I'm sure, uh, you know, I'll be fine, but man, it, it is a lot. And like, now that I've, you know, let it be known, I've <laughs> let that secret out. Like, Every day I have somebody hitting me up or trying to give me advice. And like I said, the love has been crazy. People have shown a ton of love, messages, uh, gifts, uh, registry, um, just, you know, a, a huge outpouring of support. So, again, if, if if you're someone that I know or don't know that has reached out or has called or has sent a gift or bought a gift off the Amazon registry, thank you. I'm going to try and go back and like individually thank everyone, but I can't, but, but like, thank you so much. Like from the bottom of my heart, I can't express, like, I wasn't expecting this, you know, I, I, I've known of my son and, you know, my wife being pregnant since August, but I just kept it low. I'm, I'm, I'm really not one. My grandma says this about me because uh, like, I didn't walk at graduation. I just got them to email me my diploma my grandma says she's like, you know, as as popular as you are and as, you know, as confident as you are, you're not one for pomp and circumstance. I really don't know what pomp and circumstance means, but I get it as far as like, you know, like I all the congratulations, all the well wishing and stuff that has come from announcing that I'm having a kid like I wasn't expecting that. It's, it's like, you know, even my my phone and my notifications, I said to my wife, I'm like. Yo, when I got off Carton Roberts Monday and looked at my phone, my phone blew up like it was my birthday. <laughs> and really all I did was announce my son will have a birthday in April. So thank you again. Let's keep the show rolling, man. Josh is in Smithtown on the fan. Hello, Josh. Hey, Keith. Listen, uh, less people than you have been in the circumstance you're in and have succeeded, and I have no doubt you'll be a great father. How's there it is. I, that's what I said to my wife. I'm like, uh <laughs> <laughs> less less intelligent people than us have pulled this off, so we should be exactly. All right. Um, so I just wanted to quickly say how the Rangers and Knicks are both playing great. I mean, the Rangers are not playing so great the past few games, but I think everyone knows they have the talent to succeed. And I think we all know the spring is going to be electric in MSG and in the city. And so one of the things I wanted to say was how you know '94 we had the Rangers and Knicks both in the playoffs, and we're gearing up for the same thing now in the city and. I'm thinking it's going to be just as electric as it was, you know, 20 years ago, whatever it was. I think so, too, and I think it would be 30 years ago or oh, 29. You're right. <laughs> uh, 29 <laughs> years ago. And, yeah, man, I, like that's the thing, too. I remember when I was working at MTV, I think 2015, and the Rangers went on a run. It was literally a Rangers town. I remember going to Bryant Park and they were doing something for the Rangers. I'm like, damn, where did all these Rangers fans come from? And they were giving out um, koozies. And I, I remember getting on the bus with this, like, big Rangers logo, like, paper cutout that someone handed to me. And I'm like, wow, it's cool to see the city rally around a team. And this spring we're going to see the city rally around the Knicks and Rangers. And even though I'm not a fan of either team, I'm here for it. Yeah, no, and and I and I know that even though you're not a fan of those teams, I I know you'll be there for it. 
and I kind of want to tie it into the Yankees if, if I can a bit. You know, one of the old sayings in hockey is it'll be a glorious day when we give a player that might be bad a chance over a player we know is bad. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I look at Volpe and Donaldson a little bit. You know, Donaldson, we know what he's going to give us. Maybe he'll give us a little bit of a better year on the batting side of things. But whatever he gives us is not going to be more than whatever ceiling Volpe offers. And I wish that organizations across sports, whether it's hockey, baseball, whatever, would give these kids a chance because, I mean, Volpe's done nothing but prove he has what it takes to make it. And we're still reluctant to give him that chance. And I feel like that's just not you know, not doing the team well, you know, we could do better. Well put, well said, and I agree. And I honestly think that, like, Josh Donaldson, IKF, even Hicks, they're going to give these guys the first crack at it. They're going to give them about a month or two to fail. And if they're not getting it done, hey, we've got reinforcements on the way. Help is on the way. This drought can't continue. The Yankees are supposed to be dominant. The Yankees are supposed to be one of the best teams in baseball. And if they struggle in the beginning of the year and you've got guys like IKF, Donaldson, and Hicks struggling, who I would say half of the fan base absolutely does not want to see, and the other half is kind of just rooting for them because they're on the Yankees. The Yankees won't be able to deal with it, man. Uh, you know, the Bronx cheer, the fans booing, fans boo to express, you know, they, they're not feeling it. They're not liking what they're seeing. And, uh, man, these guys will, will get booed off the field, and they'll have to make adjustments. They'll have to make moves. Darren is in Old Bridge, New Jersey on the fan. What's up, Darren? Hey, how you doing, man? I'm a former director at CBS Sports. I just want to say you're doing a great job and you're carrying the uh, torch for Steve Summers. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And coming yeah. from and someone in the business, Emmy, thank you for yeah, listening and sharing Emmy that. Director. Uh, probably, well, after you were born, uh, you're 40, I'm 58. But uh, I was the guy that broke up the fight between Glenn Guth and Jimmy the Greek and Barkley. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was also in the All-Star picture in 88 with uh, Pat O'Brien, where Pat O'Brien's kneeling. And I was the second row behind him at the All-Star dunk with uh, Jordan and Wilkins, uh, Dominique Wilkins. So I- I've been awesome. around. Um, I'll, I'll be 40 in 2028, but close. Oh, okay. All right. so you're <laughs> I think we had a okay. caller. Yeah, the, I think two callers ago, you know, 40 and 34, we're kind of in the same or I don't know if that's millennials still. I think we're we're both considered millennials. Well, your voice carries well, and you have a great demeanor and uh, great mannerism. Um, what do you? Where do you think the Knicks are going to stand as far as in the playoffs? And who do you think they're going to be a spoiler for? I, I I think they can get that four seed. I know people are you know trying to some some people are are trying to overhype it. Some people are trying to pull right. them back. But right yeah. now they're uh you know a game and a half behind the Cavs. I right. think they can jump them. And then if it's Cavs, Knicks, like I feel like the writing is on the wall with all the Donovan Mitchell hype from the summer uh, and then not making that trade. I'd love to see Cavs, Knicks. And can the Cavs lose to the Knicks in the first round? Absolutely. 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 Yep, I agree. Yep. So I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a Knicks yeah. fan, but I'm not going to be the guy saying what they can and can't do. Nobody knows, and that's why we watch. We can't wait to see yeah. it. I mean, I love sports television. I, I miss it. You don't get me wrong. You know, the spreads of food were the greatest, the traveling 200 days a year. Then, of course, I was doing the profiles of the athletes for the Olympics, living with Alberta Tumba, Iron Eagle, Katarina Witt. You know, I miss it, but I enjoy now uh, just being a referee. In fact, now I'm getting carded to be a high school referee. Oh, nice. What sport? Yeah. Uh, football. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, great. pretty good. Thank you for the call, Darren, and the compliments. Have a good yep. one. Eight seven seven.
three, three, seven, a six and six and two more sixes. I've got about 30 minutes left. I got to take this break right now. I'll be right back. Hey, 50 used to say, I run New York. I'm not going to say that. I'm from Jersey. I'm in New York all the time. But I certainly don't run anything around here. Keith McPherson on the fan, checking back in for my last half hour, probably less. Taking your calls, talking through the sports. Another five-hour KM to AM. Whether you gave me five hours or five minutes, I appreciate it. It's always fun. It's always a good time. I appreciate connecting with so many fans through the fan. I'm still on my Twitter looking up the um, 2021 videos and pictures, it is eerie looking at Yankee Stadium. And we we didn't care. We didn't care. We we were just happy to be back in the stadium after a year off. I remember they wrote an article about, like, the bleacher creatures and how the bleacher creatures feel and what do the bleacher creatures do after a year. And I just retweeted, shout out to Mark, and shout out to the whole gang, 203. I'll see y'all soon. But I just retweeted a roll call. From 2021, and it is it is odd to to watch. It is odd to see, like COVID pandemic. You know, coming out of that, ten. I think it was ten thousand people in the stadium for that uh, Astro series. Hope, like I said, hopefully we never go back to that. Hopefully we never uh, have to do that again. Um, being out of the stadium for a year just made us more thirsty, hungry. I know that. And then uh, 2021 was an interesting season. But, yep, anyway, back to the phones. We've got uh, Rangers talk, Knicks talk, Combine talk. I'm in here watching this Combine. I can't fully watch it the way I want to. I probably have to go home and and, uh, set my DVR to record. The D linemen are cool, but I really like to see the skill positions. I was a skill position guy. I played quarterback, and then later in my career I played receiver, Kick return, punt return, just trying to get on the field. I wasn't a quick guy. Uh, I could open up my stride and really, you know, get to running. I, I used to feel like once I, you know, got past like 20, 30 yards, I could get to a good top speed. I think I already said my laser 40 time, which I'm extremely pr- proud of, was four, five, six. I think somewhere on like Max Preps or Rivals.com, uh, they have that online. So you you know you could you could fact check me I wouldn't make that up, but yeah skill position guy that you know I played quarterback and I was fast for a quarterback but then when I transferred and and started playing receiver I, I tried to play the X a little bit I tried to play the Z a little bit like the outside receiver or a slot receiver, um, but honestly man I broke my foot going into my junior year, my brother's fault fighting me on my twenty first birthday that threw my whole career off and then the year after that. I had this bright idea to focus on school and get a radio and television degree and be a part of the radio club and, you know, be on the TV at school. And I don't know, it was just a dream. It was just an idea I had in my head in 2010, 2011, and fast forward to now. Uh, it made sense. It, it, it makes a lot of sense, and it, it made sense back then, and I'm, I'm glad that I— uh, hung up my jersey and my shoulder pads and my helmet and my cleats because football hurts. Like, getting tackled is not fun. And I figured out, you know, how to graduate and uh, get my credits. And I remember one summer, you know, after I, you know, stopped playing football, I just, like, I 
think I had a summer where I had like 18 credits. Shout out to my wife back then. My wife actually like lived with me uh, and would drive me to campus. I didn't have a car, but you know, she had the vision. She knew, hey, you got to be on the radio that summer. I was on the radio at school from three to six, Monday through Friday. And I would host and I would talk sports and I would interview people. And I used to DJ back then. So I'd bring my little turntables and mixer in. And like on the way out, I would do like a little, you know, 30 minute mix. <laughs> Those were the days. Sam is in Rockland County. What's up? I think Rockland County, or maybe Rockland, the town. What's up, Sam? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. Thanks for taking my call. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for calling up. Yeah, I just want to say something. Two things. Number one, I think that Quinn Grimes, he's like 20 points like the other night against the Nets, showing a big and like his defense. Yep. It's like unstoppable. Making it rain. Uh, yeah. Coming off of the Rising Stars game where he definitely turned a lot of heads. I'm watching Quentin Grimes last night, and I'm like, yo, can we get in his face? Can we stop? Like, this guy is killing us? Yeah, he's, you know, he's young, but he's arrived. I think he's an important piece for the Knicks. Yeah, and, like, Emmanuel quickly also, like, he's, like, he, like, brings a lot of energy to the team, I feel like. They're talking six man of the year, and, uh... IQ is like that, you know. He he's got a flair for the garden. He can shoot, and uh, if if he's quick, uh, pun yeah. intended. Um, IQ Emmanuel quickly. You let that guy get going, and he can score in a hurry. Yeah, between him and Quentin Grimes, you know they've got some guys that are contributing. What Grimes had twenty two, IQ had fifteen. Grimes hit six threes. Ugh, and then uh, IQ had two threes. Yeah, I want. A couple things on baseball also. Um, I think that for the shift, I think a couple, like, I don't know, like six months ago, guy called on and said this, and I really think they should do it, that they should get, like, every manager should get, like, three shifts per game, and they can put it in whenever they want. Therefore, like, the manager gets, like, involved more and, like, just brings, like, more, like, excitement to the game. Mm. I, that's not a bad idea. You have three times per game or maybe three batters per game, three at-bats per game that you can yeah. shift the old way. And also, I think that it's like at the fun thing in Yankee Stadium, like right next to the judge chambers, they should have like a Cortez salon where they get like like fake mustaches and like the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. I, I know we, you know, in the in the bleachers, we were passing out mustaches and you see people with the mustaches yeah. in yankee stadium yeah nestor deserves it man i know they talked about nestor's cafe when he had that last year with the coffee and stuff a, a nestor saloon <laughs> or nestor salon where uh you come through and, and you get fitted for a nice mustache yeah the yankee stadium is yeah. going to be turned up this year it's going to be fun i love when i see people with costumes or uh you know nasty nestor night with their mustaches i, I can't wait to be back in that atmosphere yeah, thank you so much for taking my call. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling the show. My young boys out there, the young Padawans, the young Jedis. It's about to be 12. You boys got to go to sleep. Get your rest. Don't you have school tomorrow? <laughs> Man, I know I don't get my rest. I don't get my proper rest. Like I said, last night I went to sleep at 4. It's just, you know, now with this Holland Tunnel being closed, I got to drive through the Lincoln Tunnel and be engaged longer behind the wheel. And then when I get home, I'm up for another hour. Luckily, I have a cat. That's why I love my cat. I've, like, fallen in love with my cat because 
my wife being pregnant, my wife is sleeping hard when I come in. When I first started this job, she would kind of wait up or or wake up when, you know, when I came in the door or in the room. Now she's sleeping hard with the baby. But my cat, I'll hear my cat like shake the, you know, collar, the bell when I come in. And it's like I got a little companion when I get off of work at night and I'm wired and I'm thinking about life and my career and you know, sports and everything else. My cat is like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? <laughs> you want to play? You want to watch TV? I'm like, uh, like I never had an animal growing up. I never had a, a cat. So this is my first pet and my first cat. When I go home, I look forward to uh, my cat greeting me. And some nights she plays me. Some some nights she's passed out in the bed with my wife. And then I feel left out. Like A couple weeks ago, I remember telling my cat, I'm like, Yo, you, you owe me a chill sesh. You know, the, the last two nights, you haven't woken up to greet me and to watch Scott Van Pelt or to watch League Pass at night. You owe me a chill session, then she gave me an extra chill session. Maybe when I go home tonight, she'll be waiting. I'm, I won't be walking in the door at 12 or uh, at 2.45. I'll be walking in, like, closer to, you know, 12.30, 12.45. All right, I've got two calls on the line. I won't even tell you to call up, but if you'd like to call, maybe we could fit you in. This is the last stretch. Keep McPherson on the fan for the next maybe 15 minutes, I got to take a break and I'll be right back. However long of the show you listen to, appreciate it. Keith McPherson on the fan, wrapping another five-hour KM to AM up on a Thursday night, Friday Eve. Salicata comes up next. Let's hit the phones and get these last two calls in. Uh, let me see. During the break, I always try and find news and, you know, hopefully there's not any breaking news that I missed. The uh, Boston Bruins set... A new NHL record by reaching 100 points in just 61 games. I just came across that. Willie McGinnis was charged with felony assault. If you remember uh, back when that video surfaced, it was a black and white video because it was dark of him and his uh, crew attacking uh, that man in L.A. I remember telling you guys on air that that happened in Delilah, Drake's club. I've been in there. I went to Delilah during uh, MLB All-Star Week. This past summer, I knew it too. When I saw that video, I'm like, that place looks familiar. I even like I recognized um, one of the bodyguards, or not bodyguards, uh, one of the security guards in there. I just like could like, you know, recognize his eyebrows. So yeah, when Willie McGinnis, uh, that's tough for him. Willie McGinnis was on NFL Network, and you haven't seen him. And uh, you know, speaking of guys on NFL Network, Michael Irvin, that lawsuit is ongoing. Uh, $100 million against the Marriott. The Marriott, they don't really want any part of that, but they're going to have to produce those videos and get to the bottom of uh, what went down that night. Uh, other than that, man, let's just hit the phones and see what you guys are talking about. I'm sure Salicato will hit you with any other breaking news in the sports world, and uh, I'll be listening to Sal on my way home. Let's go to Robbie and Lennox. What's up, Robbie? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. How are you? Nice to talk to you again. How you been? All right. Congratulations on your... Uh on their uh, wife's pregnancy, and I hope everything goes well for you, brother. Thank so, you, man. I, I'm, I'm great. All, what you got? All the best. I, I thought, you know, the, the Nets giving up 142, so obviously I'm a Knicks fan, so I'm happy in the Knicks. I mean, it's hard <laughs> for me to follow the NBA. I don't I don't like the NBA as much. I mean, Lakata knows that. A lot of guys know that. I'm the station. We call for 36 years with the NBA. Anyway, mm-hmm. used to love the NBA, but I got time about my Rangers, and I was talking to Brian for a second, but I think he had to take it on the phone call. He was sick of me talking about why I don't like the construction of this team. Let me let me talk about the game tonight. Obviously, you're playing two games in a row. I thought Patrick Kane had a pretty good game. I mean, I love Patrick Kane. He's one of my all-time favorite players. 
But I don't think you need a Tarasenko and Patrick Kane. Here's my argument for the Rangers, all right? And, you know, people can say the game's different than it was, you know, when the Rangers won the Cup in 1994, but you need a combination of different players. You need guys that play a north-south game, guys that play an east-west game. The Rangers, in my opinion, have too many, too many of the same type of players. When I watch Artemi Panarin standing around watching, puck watching tonight while Derek Broussard is down low and scores going, I thought Halak was terrible in this game. And I don't know why Igor can't play back-to-back games. Where the hell is it written in the NHL that a goalie, to try to get him going, to try to get him consistent, can't play back-to-back games? Anyway, here's the deal. The, the Rangers, to me, are still a soft team below the goal line. You watched Gerard Gallant's press conference tonight. He said, we didn't play enough below the goal line. We played too much wide-open hockey. You know, Keith, you can't just have scorers on your team. you got to have foot soldiers that do the dirty work, that get goals in front. He said that the Rangers didn't play well below the goal line. That's because the Rangers don't have personnel that plays below the goal line. They spend so many time in their own end and so much time in their own end consistently. It's like, you know, they're a really good team and they got a lot of good talent and there's a lot of formidable forwards on this team that, you know, that can play. There's a lot of skill. But where's the guy in front doing the dirty work? There's a reason in 1994, before the Rangers won the Cup, that they traded for Stefan Matteau and for Brian Noonan. They traded a very skilled player, Tony Amante. They traded a Hall of Fame player, Mike Gardner, to get a more feisty Hall of Fame player, Glenn Anderson. I just feel that this team is built with too many of the same players. And I would say this, that the Islanders have too many of the opposite same players, where the Islanders have too many rugged guys, not enough guys that score, and not enough guys with skill. You know, it's like you got to have a combination of both. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just want to get your thoughts on that. And by the way, the Devils, they don't even have Timo Meyer, and they scored seven goals against Colorado. against the hot Colorado team that have been playing very, very well. In fact, Georgiev, who played obviously for the Rangers last year, has been playing very well. I mean, the Devils, to me, uh, they scare me. I, I, I like the Devils against the Rangers. I like the matchup. I don't like the way the Rangers match up. You know why? Because the Rangers' attention to detail, the defense, isn't that great. And the, and the Devils constantly outskate them with their speed. And, and unless you, you, you want to beat the Devils, you've got to push them to the outside because they're not that big. But now with the addition of Timo Meyer, your team's got a guy. You're going you're gonna to love it. If you've seen Timo Meyer play, you're going to love this guy, Keith. You're going to love yeah, I looked up his highlights team. as soon as uh, I went to the game uh, two Sundays ago and heard everybody talking. I'm like, who is this guy? I look up the highlights. I'm like, all right, let's see if the they guy. You're gonna love, and the thing is that, too, you see with the Rangers, it's like they go out and get Patrick Kane and they go out and they get Sarah Sagal. You're the two big skilled players. But if you look at, like, Sabanajan, so has only scored 13 goals at even strength. The Rangers are not great down the middle. I mean, they need they need somebody. Like, Ryan O'Reilly, to me, who got traded from St. Louis, well, the, you know, Blues won the Cup, got traded to Toronto. And Toronto's stacked. That's the type of guy they need. A Boone Jenner. Like, the Rangers are in their 30s. They, they made this team at basically a mid-30s type team, early-30s type team. Everybody in their core is completely in their 30s. So to me, like, why not trade a Kako or a Lafreniere and get something for him? Go out and get a guy like Boone Jenner, who's the captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets. A big, strong guy plays the middle. They, 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 if you look statistically at the Rangers, there's two statistics that bother me. They're low in shots against against the, uh, uh, on the forecheck, goals on the forecheck, and also goals on rebounds. If you notice, a lot of shots on the rush, a lot of goals on the rush. So that's what I'm saying. Tomorrow's the trading deadline. If I'm Chris Drury, you really want to go for the Stanley Cup, then go out and get some foot soldiers. Go get me some guys that go up and down, north and south, play below the goal line that can wear down your best line, that can play defense. Like the fourth line tonight was the best line, I thought, on the ice for the Rangers. And also, too, when you have 11 minutes on the power play, you got to score. Too much east-west passing. Keep it simple. Even Coach Collant talked about that tonight. Same thing, too. 
they just overpass. It's just get to the net, simplify your game. Watch Boston. They simplify their game. And what the Bruins are doing is unbelievable. I go back to 1976 with the Montreal Canadiens, the last time a team had this many wins uh, during the regular season. And the regular Thanks for the call, Robbie. Don't mean to cut you off, but Brian wants to weigh in, and I might have a minute left in my show. Saying play more like Boston is the most ridiculous thing you could possibly say. They're on a on a historic, on a historic year. <laughs> like if the Yankees struggle this year, we say they should play more like the twenty seven Yankees, the ninety eight Yankees. Of course, they should play more like Boston. Everyone should play like Boston. That's ridiculous. Complain that Igor can't play two straight nights. Not a single goalie in the NHL this year plays back-to-back nights. No team does that. You need Igor healthy for 16 games in the in the postseason. Having him play a back-to-back against against Ottawa tonight would have made no sense at all. It would, it would have been it would have been team mismanagement to be quite I honest. I think with you. it's just you know the Senators spoiled. Patrick Kane's first night. How about the Rangers are two guys short? They're playing on a back-to-back night. They played. Okay. They played five <laughs> games in seven nights. Uh, they're exhausted. How about I mean this game had the writing on the wall that they were going to lose this game. Yeah, I and to read complain too much about Panarin's it. playing after it's his first game back with Patrick Kane on the same line in seven years. I mean, can you give these guys a break? And to ask Drury to go go make a move, he hasn't done enough. I mean, the guys made like four trades this this year, and they have no cap Still room. Still got till three p.m. They have tomorrow. no cap room, Keith. They have no <laughs> cap room. Where are they going to find more money? They had to sit guys this last week, and they had to they had to cut guys' time because they didn't even have any cap room to get Patrick Kane. Now you want them to go get Boo Jenner? I mean, give me a break, people. Sports fans in this city, you you know it more than I. Love to just complain. They yeah. lost the game to the that's Senators on a, on a on a Thursday what night. The station is for. I mean, my God, <laughs> they lost the game on a Thursday night in March to the Senators. Give that's it a okay. break, dude. Turn it's okay. It's okay. They'll be all right. All right, Dwight Asbury Park. You're the last call tonight. I gotta go. Oh yeah. Oh, you seen some of these forty times ran at the combine? Yes. They're everyone is a lot faster. <laughs> The linebackers are running now. The D linemen ran. I'm like, all these guys on defense are fast. That's how I know I would have never made it to the NFL. Imagine me in the NFL at 34 now. I'd probably be running a 4-7, 4-8. No way would I have been able to survive. These guys Some are ridiculous. Some of these guys are running 4-3-9, 4 flat. On the D line. Yeah. Get you a running quarterback. Get you a guy that can avoid the pass rush, that can make some plays. Because these D tackles, these D ends, and these linebackers are running sub four or five. It's incredible. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Dwight. Thank you, everyone that called. At Keith McPherson on Twitter. Shout out to everybody that listens and calls the fan. Another good five-hour show. I appreciate it. Salakot is next. Listen to his show. Support his show and call him up. I'll be back tomorrow after the Nets game. Thanks for listening again. I'll see you then. I'm out of here. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.